Well, praise the Lord. Once again, this is Pastor Jerry bringing you the Word of God. We have, over the last several weeks, been working through a series talking about the hidden treasures of the kingdom, praise God. And uh, so again, we're going to jump right back into our key uh, uh, reference, praise God, out of Matthew 13, please. Matthew 13. And again, we're going to go to verse 44. And what I'll do is probably a, maybe a quick review of some things we've talked about the last couple weeks and then kind of change gears in and get into what we have for you today. Uh, so uh, Matthew 13, verse 44, and it says, Again, the kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field, which a man found and hid, and for joy over it he goes and sells all that he has and buys that field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant seeking beautiful pearls, who when he had found one pearl of great price, he went and he sold all that he had and he bought, and he bought it, bought that pearl, praise God. Now what we've done, uh, like I said, we're talking about you know, these hidden treasures within the kingdom, talking about these hidden mysteries and principles of things that, that God has uh, hidden uh, you know, for you and me, praise God, not from us, but for us. Praise God is something we kind of stress each week. Amen. Everything we're talking about is things that are hidden. Amen. Uh, they're hidden treasures that have been hidden for you. And the word hidden, in fact, in this reference here, uh, and actually every reference we're, we, we've brought at so far or talked about so far, the word hidden means concealed. And it means concealed by being covered, okay? And if you recall, the word uh, to reveal means to uncover. So we're talking about these hidden treasures who maybe have been covered or hidden uh, for, uh, for us. Praise God that as we walk in a place of revelation, amen, which is what we've been talking about also, is different ways that these things are revealed, that when these things are revealed, that cover's pulled off to where you can see it and experience it, praise God whatever the, uh, the hidden treasure or mystery that we've been talking about. The word again, hidden, means concealed by covering. It means something that has been kept secret, something that has been reserved for you. Uh, it also means yet to be declared. I like that, yet to be declared. In other words, you may not know it yet, but if you hang on, if you stay with it, it's yet to be declared. You'll get a hold of it, praise God. Every one of these things we're talking about are things, if you just stay with it, praise God, you'll grab it, amen. And it's there for you to have, praise God. Uh, other words that are in this text that are worthy of looking at, the word find uh, in this uh, verse uh, 44, the word find means uh, to find or get or to obtain. But it refers to somebody extending energy, like uh, they're digging or something. They're actually looking, looking hard, seeking hard. Uh, it also means to uh, perceive or see, which means, uh, in other words, time seeking after something. The idea is that there's energies extended to find what's being found here. And that's, just, that's key with everything we're talking about here. Also, if you kind of go a little bit further down in that next, uh, I think it's like verse 45, I believe it is. It talks, uses the word seeking. Okay, which means endeavor, inquire, require. It also means to seek after or seek means to get it. Okay, so that refers to some form of method or technique or even resources. Okay, now again, all of this is talking about extending energy, amen, going after something, seeking something, looking to find, doing what it takes to find. And then you get into those words like buy and sell that are also in this text. And to buy or sell, it means uh, to be busy about, to trade, to barter. It means to go to the market, to purchase or redeem. 
so again, he's talking about investing in it. And then he says all that you had or all that they had, was, which is a common uh, phrase in there on both of these uh, stories here. And uh, that just means uh, all you had is talking about possessions, abilities, uh, like resources or whatever. Relations is one of those words, too. So it talks about you maybe your connections or having favor with somebody. Now, the idea of this, now I kind of sped through it. I apologize if it went a little fast. But the idea is to show you that uh, when we're talking about going after these hidden treasures, these mysteries of the kingdom, these hidden treasures of the kingdom, it, it's about extending energy. It's not just that you're walking along, boom, there it is, just laying there. Uh, you know, this whole thing, when you really study it, it's talking about somebody spending the time looking, seeking, digging, doing their research, uh, connections, bartering, investing. They're going, they're going to town, doing everything, pouring their self into this to find these treasures, to find these mysteries, amen. And so everything we're talking about, uh, we're talking about, you know, uh, taking the time to find these mysteries, doing what it takes, amen, seeking like you should seek, amen, and investing like you should invest, amen. And I, I've used as illustration, I think the last couple of weeks, talking about uh, uh, Trudy and myself as what we've done over the years. Uh, you know, we, we, we go to meetings, we, we extend ourselves and, and resources to get into meetings that we can learn and grow. We buy the materials and resources and study materials and all the things that are necessary to try to dig a little deeper, to find these, these hidden treasures within the Word of God, to grab hold of these, these key mysteries, praise God, that we're called to have, amen, because all of it has been hidden there for you and not from you. And if you'll just go after it, I guarantee you, you'll find these things, amen, and they'll come alive. Now, what we've talked about, some of the different um, uh, treasures or mysteries, uh, we talked about out of Luke 10, uh, talked about the walking in the authority and dominion that you're called to, uh, especially talking about that exousia, that delegated authority that you're called to in His name. Amen. Walking in that and who you are, praise God, walking in dominion. Amen. And we talked about that the way you grab hold of that in that text here, it talked about those that had an eye to see and an ear to hear. All right. So key when we're talking about uh, kingdom uh, mysteries and, and these hidden treasures, you've got to be willing to have an ear to hear it and, a, and an eye to see it, praise God. Amen. Uh, not everybody does. You know, we use the illustrations of the scribes and the Pharisees. When they're there watching him, you know, he's teaching, instructing, and then he walks and does all kinds of miracles, signs and wonders, you know, healing the masses, feeding the, uh, the masses, you know, all that kind of stuff, delivering people from uh, devil possession. I mean, it's amazing all the different things that they saw and experienced, and then they turned around and had the gall to say, show us a sign. And this didn't happen just once, okay? So I'm just telling you that what, not everybody has an ear to hear, and not everybody has an eye to see it, praise God. But we're called uh, to have the eyes of understanding enlightened, that we can see things, grab hold of it. Things can be revealed to us, that we have an ear to hear what the Spirit is saying. Amen. Hallelujah. Which, which means that the, the potential of not having that is there. Now, of course, I'm pointing to my physical eye and I'm pointing to my physical ear, we know it's more inward. It's not really talking about the physical eye or the physical ear. It's talking about having an ear to hear and an, and an eye to see. Amen. He's made our eye to see and ear to hear. Praise God, the Scripture says in Proverbs. But he's talking about that inward 
eye, that inward ear, amen, where you're grabbing hold of it with the inner man, praise God, amen. So that was uh, one of those mysteries at the same time, one of the ways that you grab hold of these things with an eye to see it and an ear to hear it. Then he talked about, we talked about out of uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, we talked about the wisdom from above, uh, the, the wisdom of God, amen. Spent a little time talking about that a couple weeks back. And uh, the idea was in that text, it showed us that one of the ways to grab the wisdom of God, that hidden uh, wisdom, praise God, from above, amen, was through His Spirit, it says in that text, amen. And we found out this time in the Spirit, talking about praying in the Spirit. Later on in that book, he talks about praying in the Spirit and releasing those mysteries of the kingdom, praise God. And then later even talks about praying for the interpretation or the understanding of it, praise God. So the key is that, or one of the keys there, amen, is that wisdom from above that's there for you, but uh, having uh, not only an ear to hear and an eye to see, but also praying in the Spirit, taking some time. You pray in the Spirit, amen, to grab hold of some of that wisdom, some of these mysteries, some of these keys, praise God, that are available for you. Now, again, I'm stressing uh, these things because the idea is that it takes time to do these things. Amen. You know, we'd all love to have everything be instantaneous and immediate. And don't get me wrong, we all love the immediate verses. We all love that instantaneous thing. Amen. But uh, what we're talking about, we're talking about these hidden treasures. We're talking about, you know, doing, giving all that you had to go after this. It means it's going to take some time, take some energy. Uh, come on now, it's going to take time before, uh, with, you know, praying in the Spirit as that reference there shows. Amen. And we also talked about last week a couple other key mysteries, okay? One of them out of Ephesians 3, and we at least use that for the original text of it. And we talked about the grace of God and how the grace of God, it says in that text, uh, that uh, it is hidden in God. That grace, that mystery of the kingdom, that grace, it says, that is hidden in God. And we found out, amen, that if, you're, if you want the grace of God, you got to go to the throne of God, or probably the throne of grace, to talk to the God of grace, come on somebody, uh, to uh, find grace to help in time of need. Amen. I hope that all made sense. Amen. But the bottom line is this, if you want the grace of God, you got to hang out with the God of grace. That's just the point. Amen. And we kind of really stressed that last week. Amen. And talked about the importance of that. So again, time spent with uh, the Father, amen, time spent at the throne of grace, amen, to commune and fellowship with the God of grace, amen, to find that grace to help in time of need. One of the things we talked about last week, amen. So again, time spent communing with the Father, amen. And uh, believe me, I mean, if you'll get in the habit of doing that every day, you'll be amazed at how many things the Spirit of God will reveal to you. Praise God, that's available, amen. The other thing we talked about last week, I think we closed with it last week, and that was out of Colossians chapter 1, uh, was the reference we used, and talking about the hidden mystery, uh, those hidden truths, amen, that hidden mystery of the kingdom called uh, Christ in you, the hope of glory is how it's worded. Christ in you, the hope of glory. And what that is, talking about the greater one on the inside, that anointed one on the inside of you to bring forth uh, and cause you to become Christ-like, that hope of glory, amen, coming out, praise God, manifesting in your life, becoming who you are, amen, becoming uh, who you've called to be and fulfill what you're called to fulfill, praise God. How does all that begin to happen? How is that uh, a mystery of the kingdom? How is that mystery revealed? Well, it brings out in that text, it's through 
teaching and preaching. It's through time spent in your word or in the word of God, amen, gleaning and learning what you can and listening and gleaning, teaching and, and preaching of people who know how to preach it and teach it, praise God. And of course, uh, you know, we talked about last week the importance of finding a local church, amen, somebody where you got a pastor that's not afraid to teach it, praise God. We're talking to people all over the world right now, okay, and, and those listening or watching, whatever you're doing right now, amen. So I'm talking to people all all over the world, all over the globe, amen. And so I don't care where you're at, somewhere around you, there is, there is a local church, amen, where there's a minister of the gospel, praise God, operating in his gift and call, praise the Lord, him or her, whatever, but they're, they're preaching the truth, not afraid to preach the truth, not giving some watered-down message that, isn't, that you know, won't challenge you to grow. Now, I'm talking about a kind of ministry that's going to cause you to grow, to mature, to glean what you can, to become all that you're called to be, so that that Christ in you, amen, that hope of glory, that manifestation of who you are in Christ, that Christ-likeness begins to come forth, praise God, becoming the man or woman of God that you're called to be, praise God, being all that you're called to be, walking in who you're called to be, praise God, knowing who you are as far as your identity in Christ, amen, all of this comes out through good teaching and preaching. And of course, we're not excluding the fact that you spending time in the Word for yourself. We're not taken away from that. But there just has to be uh, in our lives people, men and women of, of, of God, who are speaking the Word of God into our lives, amen, challenging us, amen, in our, in our insight and understanding, causing the eyes of understanding to become enlightened, praise God, to see things where that, that cover's pulled back and you're seeing things maybe in a better way or an easier way or, or more, uh, a more efficient way, whatever it is, but either way, it's coming to a place where now the cover's pulled back and it's becoming revealed. That's the key, getting these hidden truths these hidden mysteries, these key mysteries of the kingdom, amen, getting them revealed, praise God. Now, uh, with all that said, of kind of a quick review of a couple weeks there, but let's shift gears here. We're going to go to the book of Isaiah, please, the book of Isaiah. So we're going to go to Isaiah 48 is where we're going to go today. Oh, hallelujah, child of God. I hope you're getting this, praise God. I hope you're hearing this, amen. Isaiah 48. Again, talking more about these, these hidden treasures, amen, within the Word, amen, these things that God has hidden for us and not from us, right? Come on now. Hallelujah. Isaiah 48, and um, I'm going to come in to verse 46. Uh, a lot being said in here, and I probably if I took the time and, and uh, dissected all this, it'd, it'd take us several weeks to do this, but... Um, Bottom line is, and maybe a little bit of a firm word being said, but, he, but there's a principle in the midst of it, a hidden truth in it. And it says, verse, verse 6 of Isaiah 48, uh, You have heard, uh, see all this, uh, and will you not declare it? In other words, it's been before, you've heard this, you've seen some things, and now it's time for you to talk it and, and stand with it, praise God. I have made you hear new things. Here we go. I've made you hear new things from this time, even hidden things. And you did not know them. So he's talking about here some new things and some hidden things, okay? So like I said here, we're going to kind of shift gears a little bit. But let's look at it now. The Amplified says it this way. I will show you specified 
new things. I like how it says that. Amen. Uh, from this time forth, even the hidden things, and it literally brings out that which has been kept in reserve for you, praise God, which you have not known. So that's the amplified of that verse. Now, let's define some of this because kind of when you start looking at all this, it's best to just start defining it. What does it actually mean in the Hebrew? And the word new things, which is actually one word, is kadash, okay, kadash, okay, which means new, but it refers to that which has never been seen or experienced before. So he's talking about a new thing, he's talking about something that has never been seen or experienced before, which kind of makes sense. But then it also defines it as the word fresh, and that means something of vibrance, uh, vibrancy, new life, that's what it's talking about. So something that maybe has never been seen or experienced and something that will bring uh, some form of vibrancy or new life into the picture. So when he's talking about here about the new things, that you're hearing of new things, all right, these fresh, new, vibrant alive, something that's going to bring life to you, something that's going to uh, cause you to see something you've never seen before. Amen. So he's sitting there trying to say, this is available for you and me. Praise God. All right. Uh, the word, uh, it, probably the verse, Isaiah 43 and 19. Let me go ahead and read it. It says, behold, I will do a new thing. So this is earlier in the book here. He says, behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? I will even make a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. And again, that was Isaiah 43 and 19. Now, what he's talking about here, he's talking about the new thing. He says, listen, even I'll make a road in a wilderness. It's a wilderness, but all of a sudden, now, you, now there's a road there. Okay, there wasn't one, but now there is. Uh, in, the, in the desert, there wasn't a river, but now there is one. Okay, so he's talking about something new. He's talking about something that drastic. Okay, this isn't just some... Uh, all of a sudden, just a little quick glimpse of something. He's talking about, man, something uh, really that's, that's, that's manifesting and happening that's completely new and different. Amen. When you talk about a road through a wilderness, I mean, you're talking about, man, being able to get through that wilderness. Maybe life as you know it is, is like some wilderness. You're trying to work your way through all the, uh, the forest or whatever it is you're going through, and it takes forever. But all of a sudden, now there's a road cut through it, and now it's easier to get through that. And so when we're talking about these new things that are available for you and me that God has for us, praise God, it's like literally like cutting a road through a wilderness, all right? It might have, it might have took you forever, days on end to get through that, but now all of a sudden you can get through it in a matter of minutes, you know, or whatever. And it's talking about a, a river in the midst of a desert, okay? It's dry, you're parched, it, it seems like, you know, there's no life, no nothing, but all of a sudden, next thing you know, there's a river. There's all of a sudden, now there's life. Uh, there's vibrancy, there's, there's abundance, there's all kinds. Of, I mean, we're talking about it's totally different. So when we're talking about hearing something new, he's talking about literally bringing life, bringing vibrancy to you, praise God. Talking about making a way where maybe at one time it seemed hard, but now it's easy, praise God. And this is what we're talking about. This is what's available for you and me, child of God. Hallelujah. So let's look at that, back at that verse 6 again in, in verse 40, or chapter 48. I have made you hear new things from this time. And then he said this, even hidden things, and you did not know them. Even the hidden things. So let's define that. Uh, it's not sar, is, is the Hebrew word, uh, which literally means uh, something uh, guarded, kept, protected, or preserved. But, but get this, it means something of great value. So he's talking about something here, literally something of great value, 
all right, that, uh, that we, that he, that's being covered or guarded or protected, okay, or preserved even is another word there, okay. So we're talking about something of great value. These hidden things is something of great value. Now keep, keep a hold of that. Now a verse for that, let me just throw a verse at you, Jeremiah 33. And verse 3, is he, this is what God says. He says, call to me and I will answer you. Call to me and I will answer you and show you uh, great and mighty things which you, did, which you do not know. Okay, another reference there. He was talking to the prophet Jeremiah there. But he said this, I will, uh, you call to me, I will answer and show you things or manifest or reveal that word means. He's going to reveal something to you. So you call unto him. He said, I'm going to answer. I'm going to reveal this. If you will, I will reveal it. If you're coming and you're wanting it, if you're seeking it, I will reveal it. All right, is what he's saying, okay? And then he says, this, this great and mighty things literally means exceedingly great and mighty things, or that again of great value it's talking about, all right? And he says, this inaccessible, uh, or these words uh, mighty things, talks about that which is inaccessible, isolated. Now, let the, get this. Or not easily reached is the other, what it means. Okay, now again, this is a Jeremiah 33 reference, okay? But the point I'm trying to make is everything that we're talking about is something that's of great value. And yeah, it is uh, not easily reached. It, it, you got to go after it, okay? But if you will, he'll reveal it to you. That's what he's bringing out. That's what he's bringing out. So again, back to Isaiah 48 and 6. And it says, I have made uh, you hear new things from this time, even hidden things, and you did not know them. Now, okay, so he's talking about, you know, the, the, these things of great value. So what's he, I mean, what is all this? I mean, what are, the, what are these new things, these hidden things? Well, it's talking about insights. It's talking about revelation. It's talking about uh, things that will enable you and empower you to move forward. All of these things that we're talking about are just, you know, wisdoms and, and, and understanding of things. You know, all of this is what he's bringing out. But he says there's a way that you can get it or a way that's revealed. And it's in this same verse, in verse 6 again of Isaiah 48, you have heard, see all this, and, and will you not declare, I have made you here. Okay, that word, I have made you here, actually is, is really a Hebrew word, okay, and it is the word uh, shama, which means a call to hear, okay? A call to hear intelligently, actually, is what it means. A call to hear. In other words, okay, he says, I've called you to hear this, if you'll hear it, okay? Now, we talked about that earlier, but, but get a hold of this. A call to hear intelligently or to hearken unto something, which literally means the word hearken is maybe an old King James word used that means, um, literally means to listen with the intent to follow. Okay, and then it also uses a word, it kind of fits it in there a little bit, this word of expectation. So we're talking about somebody having an ear to hear, they're expecting to hear something. And they're not only expecting to hear something, they're expecting, get this now, to hear and to follow it, whatever it is. Okay, that's, that's, so we're talking about somebody that literally has got an ear bent to hear these new things uh, to see these revealed things, uh, come on now, see so an ear that's bent, I'm, I'm, I'm expecting to hear and I'm ready to do is what it refers to. So when we're talking about 
you know, these, these uh, secret mysteries, these hidden truths, these, uh, you know, the, uh, you know the, the, these new things that God's trying to bring out. We're talking about if you want it, it's there to have. I mean, you can have it, but are you ready for it? Do you got your ear bent? I mean, are you ready to hear and expect to hear something and ready to do whatever it is? See, a lot of times I found over the years that a lot of people say they, they want to hear things. And, um, you know, and maybe, maybe mentally, uh, you know, that they assent to that, that, yeah, I want to hear some new things. I want to hear uh, some, some insights of God and all that. But what happens is they don't have that kind of expectation that as soon as they hear it, they're Johnny on the spot, so to speak, and ready to do. So they don't necessarily hearken. Unto the, unto the voice of God or the word of God. And I'm kind of giving it away here a little bit because it's about, it's about having an ear to hear his voice. All right? And doing whatever it takes. Amen. Hallelujah. And so when I'm talking about a lot of these new things, uh, these hidden uh, things, these secrets, these mysteries, amen, these hidden uh, treasures of the kingdom, amen, these things of great value that he's offering, amen, it means, literally means if you want that, if you really are serious about this and you want that, do you have your ear bent in expectation to hear the voice, amen, and then praise God to follow it when he speaks, amen. You know, the other day I had an, an individual that came up to me and, and said, well, I'm not really hearing anything from above. And, and so I started talking and, and, you know, asking some questions. And bottom line is, you know, it was just kind of nonchalant. You know, I'm not really hearing nothing. And, and I'm not trying to really pick on anybody. It's just, it's just I find that most believers, that's where they're at. Okay, yeah, I mean, if God wants to talk, you know, he can talk to me. And, but you don't have your ear bent toward him. You're, you're too busy living life, doing your thing, and not even taking the, a moment to be still before God and, and to get your, you know, your catchers on, so to speak. Get, them out, get your ear bent toward God with an expectation to hear from God. Amen. It takes, it takes some energies. It takes a little bit of time. It takes some, uh, some of you maybe uh, you know, being, being still and quiet for a season. Are you hearing me today? And a lot of people are not ready to do that. They, they want to jump into prayer. They say, God, if you got something for me, okay, I guess nothing. Bang, they're back out the door. You know? So they don't really take any time to be uh, sensitive enough to hear the voice of God so they can follow it. Praise God. And again, mental assent, most people, most Christians will say, well, yeah, I'd love to hear from God. I'd love to be able to hear the voice of God. I'd love to be able to do, you know, if he would just tell me what to do, I'd do it. Well, I believe God's already trying to talk to you. He's always trying to tell you. But what happens is we don't necessarily have an ear bent to hear, all right? And so anyway, praise God. Let's see. Let's look at this. Uh, let me give you a reference. In fact, if you back up or actually go forward, I mean, in this chapter, we're in Isaiah 48. Let's go to like verse 16. Hallelujah. So Isaiah 48 still. Let's go to like verse 16. And it says, come near to me. Hear this. I have not spoken in secret from the beginning. From the time that it was, I was there. And now the Lord God and his spirit have uh, sent me. Now, of course, he's talking about the Redeemer. This is the Redeemer talking. The next verse talks about the, it's the Lord, the Redeemer talking. All right. So he says this, come near to me and hear this. Okay. So first off, we're seeing some, some clues here with all of this. It means to approach. And it literally means to approach in order to produce. When you look at this in the Hebrew, to approach in order to 
produce something, to, to see something happen. So in other words, you're approaching God with an expectation that you are not going to leave without hearing and knowing what you need to do or knowing the insight or the, the, the idea or whatever it is that you have need of at that moment. Sometimes it's just insights about things. Sometimes it's about uh, new ideas and fresh ideas, amen, for, for whatever it is you're, you're doing. It could be business plan, whatever it is you're seeking God about. It could be, uh, you know, the Word even talks about witty inventions, amen. Proverbs talks about that. In fact, I think that's in like Proverbs 8, I believe. I'm hoping I got that right, like 8, 12 or something like that. Uh, but it's about uh, what it is, is that God is, is offering even ideas and witty inventions, okay? And, you know, is, is anybody going to get still enough, long enough to be sensitive enough to hear from, hear from heaven, hear that voice, and to follow it in that? Well, you know, a lot of people, you know, because we're, we're uh, you know, we're not real content, we're, we're most of the time we're uh, in a hurry, we're impatient, so to speak, and uh, so what happens is, you know, we, 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 we get on with life so fast, trying to live life every day so fast, trying to get everything done. We don't take the time to hear God about anything. And, uh, you know, it might be, you know, now I lay me down to sleep type prayers or bless my food prayers or, uh, you know, bless me, us for and no more uh, type prayers that you might pray and never take enough time to get still and quiet before God to grab hold of this, all right? Uh, listen, I'm not trying to pick on anybody. I'm just saying all of this is available. All these new things, these, these secret things, these hidden things, come on somebody, these mysteries of the kingdom, these, these God-given uh, uh, treasures, uh, hidden treasures of the kingdom that's available for you, all of it's there, all of it's available, okay? It's just are we willing to do what it takes uh, to, to, get, to uh, position ourselves, I maybe mean, that's a word I'll use, to position ourselves to see it revealed or have it revealed, okay? And that, in this text, we're talking about, uh, you know, or, or today, anyway, we're dealing with, with positioning yourself to hear his voice, all right? And then follow it, amen? But it's going to take some expectation uh, you, you, on your part. It's going to take you being, you know, uh, you know locked on. And focused, I mean, might be another key word when we're talking about this kind of thing. You know, I think so many times uh, about a prayer time. You know, you might have a, a certain time that you pray, and, and, uh, but, but if, if it's always wrapped around, you know, everything else that's going on in the, in the house or in your job or whatever it is or driving down the road. Some people say, well, I get all my praying done when I'm going down the road. Well, uh, I guess that works. I mean, you should. I guess you should. If you're out on the road, you probably should be praying. But I'm talking about sometimes we're talking about these hidden things. Sometimes it's about being still and being quiet. In fact, some references uh, that would be worthy of looking at uh, would be uh, James 4 and verse 8. And it says, draw near to God and he'll draw near to you. Now that, again, that's a new covenant reference there, but it's talking about, uh, you know, really becoming intimate with. In other words, doing what it takes to approach God again, amen, everything else aside. That's what it's talking about, putting everything else aside, and I'm drawing near unto him. And when I do that, the word says there's a promise that he draws near unto you. All right, it's a good, good word. Psalms in 46 and 10, it says, Be still and know that I'm God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. But I love it. Be still. Okay, and again, it's talking about literally about settling down, no distractions, being focused, 
Be still and know that I'm God. Now, I thought, you know, you always stop and you think about that and the way he said that. You think, well, duh, yeah, he's God. But, but really, if you stop and you think about it, what he's saying is this. You're so busy doing your thing, when you really stop and think about it, you've become your own God. You're doing what you think or how you perceive it or how you usually do it or whatever it is. Pretty soon, you're the one calling all the shots. And that's how a lot of times we end up in trouble. Or we could say a lot of times how we miss out on all these hidden things, these treasures, these, these uh, mysteries of the kingdom, all that stuff. Sometimes why we miss out of it because we're too busy with life. We don't take the time to get still. And there's so much importance in that. Now, I know, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm under, I understand the fact that we still got, you know, we got jobs, we got families, we got school, we've got, uh, you know, we've got uh, hobbies, we've got all kinds of things that can draw our attention all the time. And we're not against any of those things. We're just saying that somewhere along the line in the course of your day, you got to learn how to sometimes pull aside and get still with God. Amen. Psalms in 62 and verse 5. It says this, my soul, talking about his, his mind, his will, his emotions, my soul waits silently for God alone, for my expectation is from him. Again, another charge to you and me about literally getting quiet, getting still. It says in this verse, being uh, silently, it says here, it uses that word, to wait silently, praise God, amen. And so the idea is, again, to not have a bunch of distractions. Amen. If you're going to grab hold of some of these things, you're probably going to have to find time in your day somewhere along the line where you can, be, where you can wait silently before God. Amen. And, 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 and get still with Him, praise God, or before Him, I could say. Another reference is Psalms 27 and verse 8. It says, When you said, Seek my face, my heart said to you, Your face, Lord, I will seek. And that word there, when you're looking at uh, the word face, it refers to presence, okay? Okay, so, but it does give you the idea of going face to face. In fact, we know, uh, you know, it talks about the, uh, you know, the patriarchs of faith that, that had a commune, that commune with God face to face as, as, a, as, a, as a, a friend does with a friend, okay? And so that's what we're talking about, about presence, okay? There's just something key about presence. And when you get quiet before God and let God begin to commune and show you things, reveal things, I think about all the insights and the ideas and the wisdom and the counsel and, and uh, the revelation of different things of His Word, uh, you know, even sometimes warnings uh, by the Spirit. Some people miss the warning signs. God's trying to talk to them about something and they're missing it because they're moving along and, and not realizing there's trouble ahead. The word talks about being delivered from the snare of the fowler. That's a warning given to those who come into his presence, amen, into that secret place. One of those things are promised is to you and me is that he will give you a fair warning about the pitfalls that the enemy's trying to lay for you. A lot of people have fallen into these pit holes and then they got a, you know, these, the, the demonic attacks that have come their way that they maybe could have missed entirely. But now they're, now they're needing great miracles and breakthroughs to somehow get out of it when all along if they would have took some quiet time with God, God could have walked them through things. And the word even talks about your steps being ordered by Him. Psalms in 37 
and I believe it's like verse 23, I believe it is. Uh, Psalms 37 and 23, it talks about the steps of a righteous man being ordered of the Lord. And if you read that and study that, it doesn't mean that every step you take has been ordered of God, because that's not true. What it means is people that go and get the instructions, go get the orders, literally like a military term is what it is. You get the order from above, and then you walk it out. And if you do that, your steps now have been ordered. All right? See, a lot of folks go along just says whatever happens, happens, because you know God's in charge of everything, which is a farce. It's a lie. If that was the case, it'd all be working if God was in charge. Are you hearing me? The reason everything isn't working out there is because God is not in charge, all right? We are called to do our part, and if we're not getting instruction from above, we're probably going to miss out on a lot of things, a lot of insight, a lot of warnings, a lot of this and that. I'm telling you, just the facts. I hope you're hearing this, child of God, all right? This is just, to me, it's like it is so key, uh, you know, the importance of hearing the voice of God and then walking it out, praise God. All right, praise God. Uh, let's do this. We're in Isaiah still. So let's go back a couple chapters into chapter 45. Yeah, chapter 45. And I want to read something else. Now, we're talking about these, these hidden things that are for us. And I, I thought, you know, when you start talking about these kind of things, I, I always feel like you got to at least uh, talk about this. you got to at least touch on this, okay, um, because... I think, uh, you know, when you talk, we're actually going to talk a little bit about provision, okay? And so um, God has some things he wants to reveal to you and me that will help us in the area of provision. And a lot of times, you know, I think God's trying to tell us things and we're missing it, okay, because we're not taking the time to hear. So let's read it. Uh, Isaiah 45, and verse 2, and it says this, I will go before you and make the crooked places straight. I will break in pieces the gates of bronze and cut the bars of iron. So in other words, he's talking about, I mean, going for you, doing, taking care of you, right? Kind of some things we read earlier even. Verse 3 now, I will give you, now this is, look what God's saying here, okay? I will give you the treasures of darkness, the hidden riches of secret places, that you may know that I, the Lord, who call you by your name, am the God of Israel. Now, hang on to that. Let's read that verse 3 again. I will give you the treasures of darkness. Now, let's read verse 2 again. Because I will go before you. Get this. This is what God, God's trying to make, make a way for you and me, okay? God's trying to do this for us, okay? I will go before you and make the crooked places straight. Kind of like we talked about earlier about cutting a road through the wilderness, Right? and the river through the desert, right? Same kind of thing. I will break in pieces the gates of bronze and cut the bars of iron. In other words, in other words no matter what the enemy has tried to lock you down, I can press right on through that and make as if none of it was there. This is what God's trying to say. I'm, I'm, I'm going before you to do this. I'm trying to show you some things, trying to reveal some things to you. Verse 3 now again, I will give you the treasures of darkness, the hidden riches of secret places, that you may know that I, the Lord, who call you by your name, am the God of Israel. Praise God. So let's define a little bit of this. I will go before you. It literally means I will uh, lead, lead as one who follows. In other words, communicate in order to lead you. And that's exactly what, uh, what he's talking about uh, in here. And, but he says, I will give. Okay, so that's verse 3 now. I will give, which means he'll add to, appoint to, assign to, to bring forth, or to lay up for. 
Now, you might know like a reference out of that, like uh, Proverbs 13, uh, verse 22, talks about that the, 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 the wealth of the wicked being laid up for the righteous. Okay, that's kind of what he's talking about. Okay, there's a lot out there where the enemy, uh, there's the, the wealth of the wicked's out there. Okay, it's there. But the word says it's been laid up for you and me as believers, as the righteous. Okay, so that sounds like a pretty cool promise. But the problem is if we're not attentive, if we're not listening, if we're not connecting, if we're not calling on him, if we're not asking and coming with an expectation to hear something and then follow it, then you're probably going to miss out on all that. It sounds like a cool promise, but you're just never going to experience it. Okay, so he's talking about uh, something that's been laid up for you. And then he uses the phrase treasures of darkness. Okay, which literally means a depository or armory of the dark or wickedness or obscurity. So it's talking about literally all that out there that the enemy. I mean, you know, I don't, I don't know for, for whatever it's worth. Okay, I mean, you could, uh, I don't know, you take this, leave it, flush it, whatever you want to do. But the point is this, okay, I mean, you, I have seen all kinds of footage of, of uh, you know, the wealth of the wicked that's out there, uh, monies that have been stolen you know, stolen or taken or drug money or uh, monies that are hidden out. And they literally, I mean, you, you ever notice it's never just a stack of $1 bills. I mean, there's stacks of hundreds, you know, usually in the pallet form, you know, and there's literally millions upon millions, hundreds of millions of dollars, maybe even billions of dollars that are stacked, you know, so high just, and it's out there. And, and literally, uh, you know, it's, it's wealth of the enemy. Wealth of the wicked that's, that's been stockpiled. And all of a sudden, over course of, of years, where sometimes some of that stuff has been, has been buried, has been hidden out. And next thing you know, the individuals that know where it's at, man, they've long gone, maybe have either been put in prison or they've died or whatever. I, I'm not trying to you know, make a, a bad picture. I'm just trying to show you that there's stuff out there. There's, there's all kinds of things out there that are hidden out we got people who, who have who've gone on to be with the Lord or whatever, and they, they left you know, uh, homes that are uh, stockpiled with stuff in the walls and uh, buried in their uh, mattresses and, and stuff. And you, you'd be amazed at how much stuff, stuff stuffed in an attic or stuffed behind the sheetrock. I, mean, I mean, there's so much of that stuff out there. there is, there's, there's not even just talking about monies, but how about resources and, and uh, um, uh, minerals and, 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 and gold and silver and all that kind of stuff that's out there. God knows where it all is, child of God. He knows where it all is, all right? Let's read on in that verse. Okay, he talks about the hidden riches of secret places. Let's define that. The word secret riches here means, again, a secret storehouses or treasuries. Secreted, uh, talks about valuables and monies, okay? And then the secret places is defined as that which has been concealed or uh, covert places, undercover places. And now, I'm, I'm, again, I'm just giving you Showing you that God knows where it all is. In fact, let me give you a couple references here. Jeremiah 23 uh, says this, that you uh, can anyone hide himself in secret places so I shall not see him. In other words, God knows everything. There, nobody can hide from God and nobody can hide anything from God. Get this, Hebrews 4 and 13, all things are, are naked and, and open to the eyes of him of whom we must give account. The point is, is everything's open, everything exposed. God knows where it all is. God knows everybody's uh, heart. God knows everybody's uh, location. God knows everything they've done, everything they've hidden. God knows it all. 
And we're talking about not just stuff in recent days. I'm talking about there are things that have been hidden out for generations that are still buried, that are still hidden in places. And I'm telling you that God, one of the ways that God uh, uses to meet needs and to make sure that uh, your needs are met, okay, to make sure that, you know, you've been provided for, one of those ways is there are things out there that God wants to lead you to. Now, I know a lot of people have a hard time with some of that, and I don't know why. To me, I always think about if God's got hidden treasures in the Word, He's got hidden treasures out here He knows about. And I'm telling you what, if, if, if they're out there, I mean, somebody someday is going to find it. It might as well be you. I mean, you know, and again, I'm not talking about some get-rich-quick scheme. I'm talking about literally getting quiet before God, listening, hearing God, praise God. In fact, Deuteronomy uh, uh, 8, it brings out in verse 18, you know, that, uh, that you know, he, uh, you know, well, in fact, I want to read that. That's a good one. Let's read that one. Deuteronomy 8 and verse 18, and it says, And you shall remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you power to get wealth, that he may establish his covenant, which he swore to your fathers, as it is this day. In other words, the way he's promised, he's promised it for years, and if he's promised it to our forefathers, it's still a promise for you and me. And the word literally, as he says here in this, re in this reference, to establish or confirm his covenant with you. Now, again, we're talking about, you know, not even, you know, getting insight and understanding and wisdom and, and uh, you know, ideas and uh, the creativity and, and witty inventions and, and uh, you know, all the... Maybe even the warnings we mentioned even earlier, all that kind of stuff. But God also has uh, things out. He knows where everything's at. He can say, listen, I want you to go here, turn here, go here, do this, right there, whatever. I mean, literally that's simple. And we have heard of many testimony like that. I've heard of a many testimony where somebody, God told him to buy this piece of property or to buy this home and literally, okay, find, you know, things in that home, find things in those walls that literally more than pay for the property and above and beyond. And we're talking about God led them to do that, all right? And somebody might say, well, you're just talking money. Now, listen, I'm talking everything. I'm talking about the insights and the revelations and, and the, 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 you know, the, the, the eyes we understand being enlightened to his principles and his ways of thinking, his, and then also everything. God wants to meet your needs. God wants to do supernatural things for you. And he can do even this. He can show you where things are. He can tell you what to buy, what not to buy. He can tell you where to dig and where not to dig. I'm telling you, God can lead you in these kind of ways, praise God. But you got to have an ear to hear it. And you got to have, praise God, uh, an obedience to it, praise God. In fact, another reference, since I'm in Deuteronomy chapter 28, boy, this, I just tell you, I get so excited about some of this. Deuteronomy 28, we're just about done, child of God. Verse 1 and 2, now, of course, is this the chapter of the blessing and the curses, okay? But it says this, now, verse 1 and 2 of Deuteronomy 28, now it shall come to pass if you diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God. Now, look at that. If you diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God, if you diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God uh, to observe carefully all that he commands, literally, literally that word command means what he utters. So he's talking about he's speaking something. He's telling you what to do. If God tells you to sit down, it's just as much a commandment. He says, don't murder. It's still a commandment. It's something he uttered to you to follow. So if he says this is a good place for you to dig, you dig. If he says this is where you sit, you sit. I'm just telling you, child of God, it's that simple. 
All right? And it says, I will, uh, to you today and the Lord your God will set you high above all nations of the earth and all these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you. This is verse 2. All these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you because, because, because you obey the voice of the Lord your God. Okay? And you go on further and it starts talking about the curse and it says, because you won't obey the voice, because you won't obey the voice, because you will not follow when he speaks, okay? Because you're not listening, you're not hearing, you're not following. Guess what? The word says in the curse is all over. The curse is just everywhere. And I'm telling you, if you'll just hear God, you'd be amazed how much of the blessing you can walk in. Now, again, I said a lot there. Uh, you know, I probably could have took that as a whole, whole sermon in itself, but the idea is this. Okay, the idea is to bring it out that everything we're talking about today, all right, in the world, we're talking about these insights, we're talking about the hidden things, we're talking about uh, the mysteries, we're talking about uh, the, uh, the ideas and creativity, the, all the warnings, all that kind of stuff, and the, uh, uh, you know, the, talking about the, the prosperity or the in, uh, whatever it is to bring provision, I, I guess a better way of saying it, maybe bring in provision. All this can come by hearing and obeying. You know, a lot of people, I've heard people say, well, you know, I'm working my tail off. I've, I've got, I'm carrying on three jobs and doing blah, 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 and doing this, doing this, doing this, just trying to make ends meet. Well, maybe if you got quiet and still with God, maybe God would say, listen, I don't want you to do those three jobs. I want you to do this job. And if you'll do this job, I can, I can meet your need through that. Or if you will listen and, and give heed, he said, listen, if you will put more attention on this instead of this, I can open up something for you that you never even dreamed was possible. I mean, man, this thing is so open, it's so vast. I mean, it's huge, all right? And so anyway, I just encourage you, uh, you know, today the idea of grabbing it, the revelation of it is going to come through having an ear to hear it, amen, but being willing to follow it, okay? So expectation to hear something and then to follow it or to hearken unto whatever it is he speaks, uh, you know, getting to know the voice of God and following it. Praise God. Oh, child of God, I hope you got something today. Praise God. I'm just so grateful that uh, you're connecting with us and hearing. Praise God. Father, I just give praise and glory for those today that are listening, those that are watching today. We just give praise and glory for these truths. Thank you. They did have an ear to hear today, a receptive heart, opening the eyes of understanding, Lord, giving them some insight, giving them some understanding of these things. And we give you praise for it, Lord God. Thank you for these hidden things, these mysteries, these, these deep things of the Spirit, so to speak, these uh, provisions and the ideas and all that's available for us, praise God, that you've hidden this all, praise God, for us and not from us. And for that, we give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Child of God, I call you blessed. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to watch the video of this message, head over to vimeo.com forward slash WO Victory or go to Jerry Roberts Ministry on Roku. For more information about who we are and what we do here at Order Victory, check out the website at wovictory.org. That's wovictory.org. See you there.